Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Full Court Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Enoch Lee, and my good friend, Angus Wong. What's we'll up? be dropping an episode every Monday, giving you our personal takes and speculations of the NBA. And of course, the Kings, at least once a week, because, duh. We got a lot to That's get into for our team. first episode. Yep, starting with a flat earth enthusiast and one of my personal favorite players, Kyrie Irving, who recently got traded. Uh, Angus, can you tell us about this trade, bro? Yeah, so Kyrie is basically going to Dallas, and as big as news of the weekend, it's going to Dallas for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and an unprotected 2029 first-round pick, along with two seconds. And clearly, we, we see where the Mavericks are going. They, they knew how much of a loss Jalen Brunson was, and they're using Kyrie Irving to fill that void. And honestly, Kyrie is more talented than Jalen Brunson or Spencer Dinwiddie, so this is definitely Spence, uh, Luka Doncic's best teammate he's ever had in the league yeah um most definitely more talented um it does make you think like this could have all been avoided like all this drama all this you know risk involved with getting Kyrie um if they just gave Brunson his 20 million a year you know what I mean yeah exactly and Brunson he's playing great for the Knicks and they they really could have came out with an extension last season, but they just absolutely refused to come to a lower term than the offer he got from the Knicks. Yeah, he's um arguably an all star this year. You could argue that. Yeah, but wait, we'll talk about that later, right? Yeah, we'll get back to that. But um, I do want to ask you, um, how far are the Mavs going? Are are, are they are they serious now? I, I feel like it could go one of two ways as a Mavericks fan. You gotta be either one hell excited. Um, there's no team in the West that could that could really match up with you offensively, besides, you know, our very own Beam Team. The Beam the Team. The Sacramento and scores. Perhaps the Nuggets as well. The Nuggets have a lot of firepower too. Yeah, the Nuggets are no joke, especially with Jamal Murray bouncing back from uh, his injury that kept him out almost was it like two years. It felt like almost two years. Yeah, it felt like almost um, two years because of that little COVID season. Yeah, but he's back. He's playing really good. Um, you know, if he started the season strong, he he would definitely be an all star right now. Um, but yeah, uh, the Mavericks, uh, they lose the Dorian Finney Smith. They lose one of their best wing defenders. Uh, they lose Spence, but you replace Spence with uh, Kyrie Irving. So I don't think there's much of a loss there. Um, we could talk about how, you know, Kyrie kind of went for cheap, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but are the Mavs? How far you got them going in the in in the Western Conference? Do they win the West? Do they come out the West? Um, or do they or do they go out in the first round? I see. This move makes the Mavericks extremely one sided. They definitely put all their chips into the offensive side. Uh, they have they currently have the twenty fourth ranked defense in terms of efficiency. And it's hard for me to imagine that they're going to get better on that side with the loss of Dorian Finney-Smith in addition to Kyrie Irving. And you have to think about it. Um, Christian Wood is not a rim protector at all. Maxi Kleba is really only like the defensive anchor on the team. And he's kind of short. Yeah, and he's undersized, but he provides value as a floor spacer at times. So you could kind of compare them to the Kings. We have one of the best offenses in the league, but we also have a really shaky defense. And I think the Mavs defense might be a little worse than ours. But with Kyrie, you gotta you gotta argue that maybe their offense is better than ours at this point. For sure, the the ceiling of the Mavs are is pretty high, especially if Jason Kidd knows how to use them. If if they're just taking turns doing ISOs with each other, I'm sure that they'll get past the regular season and even be a potentially be a home court advantage team in the playoffs. But they could fall down in the Western Conference Finals again, just like how they did to the Warriors. I just don't see how an isolation-heavy offense can lead you to the finals. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about, though, that, though, um, we, we're talking about the fit in, in, the, in Dallas. Um, some people may say it, it wouldn't work out. Um, both of those players are too ball-dominant. Uh, there's there's not enough of the the ball for two of these players, but I would argue that the players Kyrie has had most success with, uh, 
small forwards such as LeBron James, Kevin Durant, um, Jason Tatum. He knows Jason how to play. Tatum. Rookie rookie Jason Tatum, but they went to the playoffs that year. No, 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 no. I think it was his sophomore year he was on the team, right? Or am I wrong? No, Kyrie was there for 2017, 2018, and 2018, 2019. So he was only there for Jason Tatum's first two seasons in the league, but he was there for Jalen Brown's uh, sec- uh, second and third season. Yeah. Well, regardless, Kyrie knows how to play with other scores. And we, uh, I know you know he's not. <laughs> he's not going to be the guy that's going to do it by himself like he thinks he is. Even though I yes. love Kyrie. I love Kyrie, but, you know, he's definitely he, a Robin. he swears, he's he, not swears a he can do it by himself. Um, I don't know if he's matured. I think he's matured. I think he kind of knows that when he was in Boston, that was like his worst self. And I feel like he kind of knows that. It was so public, the whole thing. Um, but... If we're talking about the fit, I think, you know, a little maturity has come in Kyrie's direction. And, man, they won a chip with LeBron. He won a chip with LeBron. And it kind of, I can't help but compare the two, uh, the two duos of of Luka and Kyrie and LeBron and Kyrie. Because there are similarities. I think there's a lot of similarities. We both know that Luka and LeBron like to control the offense. And they're really pick and roll and isolation heavy. But... There's there's a difference between the two, I think. I think LeBron's way more dynamic. He he plays with pace, whereas Luka's one of the slower-moving players in the league. Like, the Mavs right now have the second-slowest pace in the league. Yeah, and but, you have to but, think in the playoffs, that it, it plays in favor of Luka when the pace is that slow, but everyone else is playing at that same pace, too. So it's going to catch up to Luka. When you have two of the best isolation players in the game, Usually isolation works much better in the half court when the defense is set, when the help side is stand, standing still. Um, and that's when – that's the what the playoffs is. It's a lot of half court sets. Uh, you, if, you, if you get if, – if you start letting the opponent run the transition on you, uh, you could get ran out quick, and teams know that. And that's why – the transition game is nowhere near as prominent as it is in during the regular season, especially this season with the pace uh, of the league at this point. I really could argue that in the playoffs they become the most scary team to to play. Uh, they're uh, maybe a couple or one more piece away. They just need to be decent on defense. They don't need to be the best defense in the league. Uh, they but- just need to be defense. What moves can they decent. make, though? The trade deadline is coming up in a couple of days, and really the only tradable pieces are Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood. Two they players, Christian moving Wood. those two players is not going to make their defense from 24th to top to, to middle tier. Are they going to be yeah. able to move up nine spots in defensive rating of two players? No, but there are a couple guys out there they could get uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, that would be a great fit for them. Uh, I see Jakob Pertl as a potential fit for them. I could see Jakob Pertl too, but really any one of those Jazz players, Jakob Pertl, um, I'm really okay with, if I'm a, a Mavericks fan, with moving on from Christian Wood. Um, Especially he's if he's not going to resign. Season. You have to focus yeah, this yeah. summer on resigning Kyrie Irving. If if you traded those assets away, if you traded Dorian Finney-Smith, who's meant a lot to a lot of Dallas fans over the past couple of years, you have to make sure that resigning Kyrie is your main priority. For sure, and and he's not going to resign unless this Mavericks team goes pretty far in the West. Well, we never know what Kyrie's thinking. We don't know what's his motive behind resigning. He could he could end up winning the championship this season, and there's still yeah. the possibility of him leaving. Yeah, I agree. But I also think if there's one GM or owner in the league that could talk some sense into Kyrie, it would be Mark Cuban. And even and Kevin Durant couldn't. Co- Talk sense into Kyrie. What makes you think Kevin, that Mark Cuban can? They're supposedly best friends. Yeah, but best friends don't make best teammates. Everyone knows that, and they're just trying. They were just trying to have fun, you know. Uh, in hindsight, the whole league was behind it too. Oh my God, they're the scariest team now. Kyrie, Kyrie and Kyrie, Kyrie and KD. The league was behind them too. They thought it was going to be just as scary as they thought, and we were. Everyone was wrong. Um, I think we see now that. Players cannot be GMs. 
for sure. Definitely. Uh, I like how LeBron is letting Rob do his job. He's kind of staying out of the, uh, what's the term? <laughs> the staying LeBron out of the mix. GM. Le GM. Le GM, thank you. Um, LeBron <laughs> is doing his thing. He tweeted recently, uh, what if it's Maybe me? Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. <laughs> um, he needs he to chill bitter. out. Uh, Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, did not want Kyrie going to the Lakers for whatever reason. Um, I mean, for whatever reason. We all know what the reason is. Uh, Can't let Kyrie have his way. <laughs> Joe Sy's a weirdo, man. Um, but uh, I'm not but, sure about uh, that. Yeah, no one, wants to, no one wants to do the Lakers favors at this point. Um, especially... Uh, you know, if the Lakers' offer isn't as intriguing as the Mavericks' offer. But that's another conversation for another day. We do have some fake trades for you, though. Um, me and Angus have both done two trades, potential trades, uh, that could happen before this upcoming trade deadline on Thursday. Um, am I going first? Yeah, sure. Let's, let's let you go first. I want to see what you cooked up. Okay. Wait, 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 no, no, no. I think, wait, you're going to go first, yeah? Yeah, you're going to go first. All right. Um, All right. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm going to be trading a player <laughs> I'm going you're first. very I'm, fond of. I'm going first. I'm going first. I'm going first. All right. Let's, so what we're going to do first. is I'm going to go first, Angus is going to go second, and then uh, vice versa. Like I'm going to go third. He's going to go fourth. We're going to do four picks total, uh, and then uh, Angus will be rating my picks out of five stars, and I will be rating his picks out of five stars. So my first pick... Um, is going to be the Heat trading Kyle Lowry to the Timberwolves for D'Angelo Russell in a second-round pick. Uh, Kyle, La- Kyle Lowry matches uh, D'Angelo Russell's expiring contract of 31 to his 30, um, and throwing a second-round pick in there because uh, D'Angelo Russell's on an expiring contract. So I think that the Timberwolves really benefit from this. I also think both teams benefit a lot from these trades. Kyle Lowry really brings that leadership that the the Minnesota Timberwolves are really lacking. At yeah. the same time, he doesn't really take away. Um, he's not too ball dominant, so he could really let Edwards go to work. He's one of those Chris Paul type players where he knows how to affect the game without hindering others at the same time, and also exactly. elevating people, elevating people um, to the fullest of their potential. He's one of those players. Um, I really respect Kyle Lowry. I really like his game. He's kind of annoying. He's got a, tr- uh, a caboose. Uh, but, I mean, the guy. The he guy can play. Thick, man. <laughs> I, uh, I like that trade heat, a lot. Yeah, like the Heat really. I think the Heat, uh, the heat definitely um, benefit as well with D'Angelo Russell. I think, I think they need to get younger. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the, the Timberwolves need to get a little veteranship. And the Heat need to get a little younger. And I think with this trade, both teams get what they want. Um, what do you think? I think that's that's a great trade. Um, funny enough, I think the Timberwolves this season have been missing the leadership of Patrick Beverly. And I could argue that Kyle Lowry brings the same amount of leadership as Patrick Beverly because he's been through it. He's been through the finals. He's played against the Warriors. He's been through those runs with the Raptors, always losing LeBron. And he, he has that chip on his shoulder. He's he's been told that he's washed. It didn't work out in Miami. I can't see Kyle Lowry getting traded and him not living up to the standards, not playing up to the standards that people have on him. Yeah. As for um, the D- as for the Miami side, I feel like D'Angelo Russell is a good point guard next to Tyler Hero because Tyler Hero has to do a lot of creating shots this season because Jimmy Butler has been in and out the lineup. But I do have some questions about. D'Angelo Russell with Jimmy Butler. We all know Jimmy Butler is one of the hardest teammates to play with. We mm. we both know that he's hard on everyone that he plays with. And D'Angelo Russell in the past has shown immaturity. And this yeah. season, this season he definitely took took a step back to begin, but he's been he's been catching fires lately as of late. That's what I was going to say. He has been playing very well uh the last couple of uh, weeks you gotta wonder if he's like let me ramp it up a little uh, before the trade deadline you know yeah, what I mean maybe maybe um, he just wants out <laughs> maybe he just wants out um but he did scorch our kings the other day uh I think he had 30 something and then uh came back on the next the next day and had like six so yes 
That's the inconsistency. You're gonna get part. those games from him. Um, you're gonna get a 25, and then you don't know what you're gonna get the next night. It could be another 25. It could be six. But the um, hope is that the Miami culture makes him a player that doesn't have to score to win. A yeah, it goes one of the be in the be in the passing lane. Someone that gets deflections. Someone that that is willing to take a charge for the team because he's more than capable. Exactly. He um, he has a size it, it, and he's a great passer. He's been a great passer since college. He has been a great pass. I remember when we were watching uh, Frankie Vision videos, man. I sent you and I was like, this man can pass. He did. If anything, I, if, I anything did if anything, he can pass. And uh, I was a fan. Uh, I I stopped being a fan when he snitched on Nick Young. <laughs> um, but, we don't uh, like rats around yeah. here. Yeah, go ahead and rate my, my trade, bro. Uh, I like that trade a lot. And I think it's realistic. And I think the only side I would say no would probably be the Timberwolves, but I can't see them saying no because they know it's Anthony Edwards' team now, and they have to move on from that big contract of D'Angelo Russell. So I get yeah. this a four, four out of five. Four to five. I like that. Four out of five. All right, your turn. Now, my next trade is with another point guard that you, you quite like, all right? Okay. And it's going to be Fred Van Vliet going to the Clippers for okay. B.J. Boston, Reggie Jackson, John Wall, and one of the first-round picks from 27 to 2029 for the Clippers. So this, this is, this is um, the Raptors kind of blowing it up, no? This would be the Raptors not willing to play pay Fred Van Vliet and just hoping to get a young player and a first-round pick out of it. Because B.J. Boston has potential, and he definitely fits the mold of what it, be, what it means to be a Raptors player. He has that length. He can shoot. And he's extremely young and raw. People will forget that he's he's not even twenty years old yet, I believe. So he has time to grow in that system. He had a really good Scotty game uh, the other day. I think he had twenty one, uh, missed like five shots. And I was watching the highlights. He he looked polished, and it looked a lot different from last year, uh, where he would have these moments. Um, uh, he he looked like a deer in the headlights sometimes last year, but. I think yeah, after um, another but, year with Kawhi and PG, he's really learned what it takes to be an NBA. Yeah, and it looked like he he had a full game where it was just it was solid the whole entire game. Yeah, um, it was garbage minutes. Don't get me wrong; I think the Clippers were down by forty in the third quarter. It was insane, which you've seen, which we have seen pretty more often than not with this Clippers team when. Um, they're playing good teams, and one guy is resting, or one guy's coming off resting, and it's like when Kawhi and PG aren't playing, they are like one of the hardest teams to watch. It, yeah. it really is hard to watch, and it doesn't help that they have no home crowd. I've been to multiple Clippers games this season, and I I swear to you, there there are more <laughs> fans in the crowd that were that were for, with the away team than there were for the home team. It's extremely sad. It's and, like a Kings Warriors game, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I feel like uh, the Clippers have kind of given up on John Wall. They're shopping him right now, and Reggie Jackson doesn't look like 2021 Reggie Jackson anymore. He so has you said, no effort on defense. Yeah, I think it's just he's just tired of the inconsistent minutes and the inconsistent role that he has. Yeah. But yeah, you said B.J. Boston, uh, Reggie Jackson, um. John what was Wall. the third player? John Wall and a first for a first. Fred Van Vliet. Um, I like this trade. I'm not going to lie. I think if they are to make, if the, if the Raptors are thinking about moving Freddie, this is an intriguing offer. Um, I, I like the idea of Boston on the Raptors team. Um, if they are planning on rebuilding or kind yeah. of resetting, um, if they choose to go in that direction, I do like Boston because, like you said, uh, it's kind of like him and Banton would be a really nice young like you two duos that would come off the off the bench. Yeah, um, two six seven two six seven to six nine guys. Nick Nurse loves those guys. Yeah, and they can move. Uh, you know, uh, it doesn't even matter if they're great defenders. If you have length out there, it's just going to make an impact regardless. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, with but you. I. I'm gonna I'm gonna rate that trade. Um, I'm gonna rate it a three, just because I think right. the Raptors are kind of in a position where they have to move Freddie. 
so they kind of don't get everything that they would get if maybe he had two or three years left on his contract. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say three stars. I think it's possible. Uh, yeah. I don't like John Wall in that trade. If I'm the Raptors, I don't want John Wall in there. I don't he, know if just I want a salary Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I get that. And you're really the the p- main piece is is you're getting a point guard to replace Freddie, and then you're getting um, Boston in a first round. So that's really yeah. what you're getting. You're getting um, basically I do, I do two like first it. round picks for Freddie. Yeah, I, I th- I'd say it's I'd say it's a three star trade. All right, let's move on to the third trade. All right, let's see what um, you got. I got this one. Um, I want to know what you think about this. All right. This, so uh, the talks, it's not it's not crazy juicy, but it, it's interesting. Um, Bohan Bogdanovich of the mm-hmm. Detroit Pistons to the Suns for Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, and uh, either a second round pick or Dwayne Washington Jr. Dwayne Washington Jr. I thought he got cut. Did he get cut? I don't know. Okay, but, well, if he got cut, then the second round pick. <laughs> First of all, I like Dwayne. I watched yeah, him play uh, in high in school. The, we watched him play in high school. Yeah, we watched him. Me and you went to uh, the Golden One Center. We watched him play in the state uh, title versus our very own Sheldon. Sheldon High um, School. Our Sheldon Huskies. Uh, who did they have that year? They had um, uh, a lot of players. They had Scottie Pippen Jr. They had Kenyon Martin. Cassius had, Stanley. Uh, Cassius Stanley. Um, but That's the best team. player, the best player on that team, that game at least, was Dwayne Washington Dwayne Jr. Dwayne Washington. But he was killing. That's besides the point. Uh, I want to know your uh, thoughts on the trade. Main pieces think... being Jay Crowder and Landry Shamit in the second round. I just, if you change that second rounder to a first rounder, and maybe attach another first rounder, then maybe because Bojan Bogdanovic has three years remaining on his deal, and we heard but, earlier this season that the Pistons were unwilling to move Bojan unless it's for two first round picks. Two, for two of them. I thought they it really was, like him. It was one. I'm pretty sure it was one. The Lakers were unwilling to give up one first round for Bojan. Well, the Lakers picks are more valuable than the Suns picks. You have to believe because okay, I see. The Suns, the Suns still have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and having Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, and Aiton at least for the next three years kind of makes their picks not as valuable as the Lakers' picks, who may not have LeBron or AD in two thousand twenty-seven, two thousand twenty-nine. Yeah, I, I, I do. I did put Jay Crowder and Shamit. I know the Pistons aren't really looking to blow it up, um, yeah, because they they know they have, you know, the the former number one overall pick in six eight point guard Caden Cunningham. Uh, who will be back next year, and uh, they have a solid team. I really love Jalen Duran. I think I told you this. He reminds me of like a mini Dwight Howard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, rate my trade, bro. I give it. I give it a three. I think it's. I think both teams have things that they want, like young assets. Definitely the first round pick. If you change it to a first round pick, then I'm I'll give it a four. If you give it a first round pick, but I feel like in this case, Sadiq Bay might be a better attraction for the Suns than Boyan Bogdanovich because mm. the Pistons have been known to shop Sadiq Bay. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. All right. Yeah. All right. I have one last trade. All right. It's kind of it's kind of a combination of. Everything. It's a sun it's a Suns it's a Suns trade, right? So I have Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, and a first round pick for Eric Gordon. For the Suns. Suns and Rockets trade. Dario Saric. Jay Crowder. Expiring contract. Expiring contract. And a first round pick for Eric Gordon. I really feel if I'm the Suns. Um, I would feel iffy about giving up that first rounder for Eric Gordon. This is a guy that's been sitting out most back to backs, uh, second ends on of back to backs. Um, one thing he I will say about score. Eric Gordon. Oh yes, for sure. He, I was just gonna say that he he still can score. He can still light it up from three. Uh, you got to worry about his defense if the Suns really want to contend 
he's definitely not a guy out there you can have for over 25 minutes because of the defensive liability he is. Yeah, um, and he obviously won't play that long because Devin Booker is going to eat up a lot of those shooting guard minutes. And Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson is going to get those three minutes. But this just helps them bring a pack of scoring off the, off the bench. Because when you really look at their roster, they don't really have any scoring off the bench. Like campaign, he can score, but he's he's pretty inconsistent sometimes. And when he was starting, he was pretty good as a scorer when CP was out. Yeah, you're right. They do need more depth on the bench. Um, I like that trade. I, I think it's basically kind of just, you know, um, Eric Gordon for, for, for a first round. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think uh, the Rockets, if they were semi-contenders, I think this would be a crazy good pick for uh, trade for them uh, because you get Jay Crowder, who you could argue is just as good as Eric Gordon, um, and you get a first round. And you get Sarge, who, 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 who maybe could teach Shangun a thing or two yes. about the league. I like this trade because of Crowder going to Houston, and you know Crowder is a, is a hard veteran. He, he's a pretty tough guy. And you know that's exactly what Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. need. They need someone that's going to tell them how to act in the NBA. Because right now the things that they're doing in the NBA is not allowed. It's, it's, it's kind of weird to see that an NBA team functions like this. It is weird. And, it's, and, and I speaks. Oh, I, really, I really don't like the Rockets coach. But I understand that. I don't, he seems like a good guy. He uh he lost his dad earlier um yeah this year and it was all over the media and you know the Rockets can't fire a guy that just lost his dad but you have to you think know? he was hired to coach James Harden now he's hired to coach be a part of a rebuilding team yeah and he's not doing a good job at all um it's not what he signed there's up no, for there's no there's no structure in that offense at all it's it's he goes out there he's like all right boys um, if you get a good look at the in the on the line on the three point line, just chuck it. I don't care if you're Kenyon Martin. I don't care if you're Tari Eason. Just chuck it, man. Um, yeah. I don't care if it's three seconds into the shot clock. Just chuck it. He he'll be a great All Star game coach. So I'm gonna give this trade. I'm gonna give it three stars. Three um, stars. I think it's a four star worthy trade. The only thing is, um. You know what? I'm gonna give it four stars. I like that because oh, I, I, you. you made up. Yeah, you made you made a good point that the Suns need more depth, and they're really not losing much besides that first round pick. Um, and so I'll give, they're hoping to still be competitive. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it four stars. Um, so oh, yeah, thank you. That concludes our potential trades. Um, me and Angus tied. We had seven stars each. That's pretty solid. I, I feel like. Oh, you're um, keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> You know me, bro. I'm competitive as hell. Everything's I, I a competition like for me. Everything but um, comp. yeah. We need you guys to tell us who do you like better, me or Enoch? It's a comp. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the All Star Game. Um, coming up on February 19th. It's a Sunday. Um, Angus, can you tell us the teams real quick? Yeah. So these are the starters. We don't know the teams. We won't know the teams until the day of. I like the way they're doing it. It's kind of like a pickup game. Right, right. But, sorry. Let me. Yeah, my bad. So on the Eastern Conference, here are the starters. Giannis and Tedekumpo, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, and Jason Tatum. And they're going to be coached by Coach Joe Mazzullo, who seems like he doesn't really care about coaching the All-Star game. But he's a coach, man. And then on the West side, the starters are LeBron. Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and Zion Williamson. And there's potential here for the starting line to change because Zion is is going to sit out the All-Star game. Now over yeah, to the Zion. East. For the East Reserves, we have Jalen Brown, Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, Julius Randle, Drew Holiday, Tyrese Halliburton, Bam Adebayo. For the West Reserves, we have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Damian Lillard, Paul George, Lowry Markinen, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and DeMontis Sabonis. Um, I think that uh, I think I don't I didn't mind the fan votes. I thought the fan votes did a te- decent job. Uh, yeah, I they think did the a decent co- job. 
I think the coach is messed up, man. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why, though. Um, first of all, shout out to our boy Sabonis. The yeah, Ox. shout out to Sabonis. The Ox. Making his third All-Star appearance. Uh, first as a Sacramento King. Um, you know, I really didn't know if he had another All-Star season in front of him. I knew he would always be a solid, always be a solid player. Um, but the fir- the two All Stars he kind of got were kind of like I think the first one it was like an injured replacement. It was an injury replacement, yes. Yeah, and then the second one was that an injury replacement too, or did he legit make it on as a? I think he legit made it, but it was a COVID year where you had players sitting out games because of health and safety protocols. Yeah, so I mean, both All Star appearances kind of went under the radar. Um, but shout out and to Sabonis. I think. This year he could have been a starter, and he might become a starter uh, if Zion sits out. Um, they might move Sabonis up. I could see it. Yeah, um, I could really see it too. And Adam Silver has a history of moving guys up based on a position, and Zion is listed as a forward, and Sabonis is listed as a forward. So we'll see what happens exactly. there. Yeah, um, I think either him or Markin will move up. Oh yeah, it's got to be Sabonis though, because we're the third seed. No. Yeah, we have. We have to be. But you know the Kings, the media hates the Kings. They for years they're telling us we don't have any All Stars because we don't win. But what are we now? Yeah. We're freaking winning. Yeah, we're gonna get to that in a bit. Actually, uh, I'm I have some pretty strong opinions on that. I, I'm, yeah, I'm the Jazz are sitting on it too. At, yeah, the Jazz are sitting at tenth. Um, there's no way Laurie gets the nod over Sabonis. But let's move on. Uh, you did talk about the All Star uh, games. How there's two captains, Giannis and LeBron. Uh, LeBron of the West, which is so weird to say. Um, and even though it's been like three years, but it's still it's still weird to say. Um, uh, LeBron in the West and Giannis on the East, um, and they're doing kind of like a draft. So obviously they have to pick the, out of the starters first, um, yeah. and then after that they get into the reserves. I want to ask you, who do you think the first pick will be? So you got to scratch out um, Giannis and LeBron. Uh, LeBron. But it's kind of interesting because the All-Star game is a little different. You don't want the best player. You want the player that's going to fit your team the best so you can okay. you can win the game. What I would really love is if LeBron is a first-team captain and he picks Kyrie. That would be juicy. Ooh, <laughs> that, would be, that would be interesting. That would be, that would be the very interesting. The best thing to ever happen is basically yeah. a huge, huge fuck you to Joe Sy just for one night. Yeah, I, I, that, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, who do you think Giannis will pick? I think Giannis, assuming that Kyrie is off, I think Giannis, I think he hates Jason Tatum. There's no way he's going to pick Jason Tatum, so I think he'll pick mm-hmm. uh, Donovan Mitchell. And Giannis, Giannis has been pretty bad Over at Luka? drafting. Over Luka? He's going to pick Donovan. I, I could see him doing that. I could see him doing that. Because Giannis, he picks bad teams. I don't know if you yeah, saw. He just, if he just picks his friends, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you? We How have, you honestly, I think LeBron, I'm going to I'm gonna root for LeBron picking for Kyrie because that's going to be, that will improve ratings, one. <laughs> yeah. And two, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't think. If they do play together, we're going to see something we haven't because we saw them play together for four or five years. Um, yeah. But moving on, me and Angus are going to present to you a snub draft. How this is going to work is we're going to take turns um, starting with me um, and uh, Angus and then me and then Angus. We're going to give you our top four snubs of the All-Star game. Um, yeah, I'm going to go first. Yeah, go first, man. At number one spot, the first pick of our snub draft, our 2023 snub draft. I think you know. I think we all know who I got yeah, here. I think you do know. Our boy, the fox of the ox and the fox, the Aaron motherfucking fox. Dang. When, when the news came out that he got snubbed and was not on the reserves, I'll tell you this. I was not one bit surprised i wasn't surprised either but i was was a bit surprised because a lot of a a lot of media people thought that De'Aaron fox was going to be an all-star because you had charles barkley and kenny the dutch smith and shaquille o'neal talking about how surprising it was that fox didn't get nominated when they were revealing the reserves on tnt 
Yeah, but they're not voting. It's the coaching. So I do want to talk about two guys that made it onto the West Reserves that I would argue shouldn't be there. Um, not because they're not talented, not because they're not having a good season, but because of what you had to do in the past to make the all-star team or what I thought you had to do is is becoming much changed. more... The criteria is changing, and and I think it's because the Kings are good this year, and it's ridiculous. The uh, Kings I being talk good about, has thrown the league into a frenzy. This is it, this is the only answer. Nobody knows how to act. All of a sudden, everyone's talking about, oh, like the West is wild because the Kings are third seed. It's like no, West has been like this for a minute. Last year was pretty stacked too. Um, but let's talk about the two guys where I thought um, shouldn't have made it over Fox. One of these guys should have made it, but not both of these guys. Um, and I love both of these players. Um, but I got Shea Gilders Alexander and Damian Lillard. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know I know they're having great seasons. They're having all-star seasons. 30 points per game seasons. 30 points per game. That's great. That's just beautiful number, isn't it? They're not winning. Uh, yeah. Let's look at their 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 record. Okay, so we got the Kings sitting at the third seed. They're thirty and twenty three. They have a, uh, there are seven games above five hundred. Uh, let's scroll seven spots down to the number. Sorry, eight spots down to the number eleventh seed. Uh, on the Trailblazers. Um, on a two game losing streak. They're five and five in their last ten. I wouldn't say they're a bad team. They're a very talented team. Um, but when I watch the Blazers, it's a lot of Damian Lillard. Um, what I've it noticed is. with the season, it's, it's teams are realizing, let's get the most out of our best player and let's just work, move the offense. Let's just let that work. Let those players work and the offense will take care of itself. You know, just put some guys around him. You see it with the Raptors, with Pascal Siakam. You see it with the Trailblazers, with Damian Lillard. You see it with the Oklahoma City Thunder, with Shigeru Alexander. And they're stat padding. That's literally what this is, man. Um, efficient stat padding, scoring. but it's they're efficient. not winning. They're having great games. Uh, they're they're playing great, but it's not. They're not winning. Um, yeah, I just don't and, understand and for how me, we were told for for years that Fox is an All Star because the Kings suck. Exactly. And then this year when he's having his one of his best seasons of his career and he's not even in consideration for reserves. No, it it, it it's it's infuriating. Um and I could argue that 30 points a game. We've had we've seen we've seen Fox average his average be at 25 during the by the time the All-Star break comes in previous seasons that he doesn't make the team because, you know, we're not we don't have a winning record, okay? But look at look at this. The Trailblazers and the Thunder, they don't have winning records. And they both have a player in the All-Star team over a De'Aaron Fox, who's the best player on the third-seeded Kings. I could argue that, yeah, they're yeah. scoring 30 points a game. They're, score, they're scoring 30 points a game. Would you agree with me that the game has changed? The pace has, has increased. The amount of shots up has increased. And yeah. 25, 20, 30 points a game. That's that's easily, on par. It that could, could easily that's easily twenty five points per game ten years ago. You think you you knew exactly what I was going to say, and with the with the yeah, it's thirty points is a great number. It's a sexy number, but you get what I'm saying, man. Fox should be in the All Star team. I hope Steph is out, Zion's out. They need two replacements. I if Fox doesn't, <laughs> Fox will. Be on the All Star team if he yeah. doesn't make the All Star team after we will two riot. injured, bro. I will lose my shit. So that's the obvious uh, number one overall pick for our snub draft. Yeah. Um. With the second really overall pick, mine. Angus, who do you got? You really took mine, and that kind of broke my heart. But I guess <laughs> I was obvious to pick we were going to say Fox. Ad. Okay. Anthony Davis. Surprisingly, Anthony Davis has played more minutes than Jaron Jackson Jr. That's not surprising. So, 
this is this kind of this kind of begs the question: What are voters looking for? Are you looking for games played, minutes played, winning record? Like obviously, Jaron Jackson has a winning record, but do people not remember what Anthony Davis was doing when he was healthy? He was he was on Giannis's level, and they were yeah, the Lakers looked, were he winning games. Like the best player in the league, he looked like the best player in the league. It, it was, uh, yeah, he yeah. did, and he was playing like it too. Yeah, quickly. Uh, what's your next pick? Um, my next pick, fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, uh, teammate, a starter on the on the on the of the All Star team. You can guess who I'm going to say. Darius Garland, 22 oh. points a game, eight assists a game, three rebounds, shooting 46% from the field. He went from being a starter in the, in the All-Star game last year to not making the All-Star team at all. And his team is playing good. His team is um, better, and he's putting up team, better numbers, I argue. And he's, putting, he's, been, he's more efficient. He's playing better. His team is like people are viewing them as contenders, including myself. Um, and they're a really tough team to beat. They have a lot they of size. The number one defense in the league. Um, I don't understand how Darius Garland doesn't make it over Drew Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Drew uh, Holiday just, fan, and I, I can't agree with Drew Holiday being on the team. Let's let's just let's just let's just say Drew's stats. They're not they're not crazy different. Um, he's averaging 19 points a game, five rebounds, seven assists, uh, shooting actually the same percentage, unless I wrote that down wrong, but 40, 46% as well. He's having a great year. I will not say. And he's we not know having, that I'm he's not, probably the best defensive player in the league, best perimeter defender yeah, it, in the league. Yeah. And coaches, since it's, it coaches are voting. Um, yeah, but we got to move on. Uh, what's the last pick of the snub draft? Me. I am going yeah. to do. Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't pick one of these names, but I'm not going to pick him. I am <laughs> going to say Pascal Siakam. I know his team isn't winning, but he was All NBA last season, and he's putting up better numbers this season. So I don't see how you can make All NBA team and then not make the All Star game. You know that's that's funny because that was going to be my third pick if you said Darius Garland. For really, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't pick Trey Young. Uh. <laughs> I take Darius Garland over Trey Young. Trey Young's been having a weird season. The Hawks have been having a weird season. Um, Might get traded, but yeah, but you, but you heard it here. But the reason the reason I picked Garland over Pascal is their record. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Um, moving on though, we got to talk about the motherfucking Beam Team, the Sacramento yes. Scores, the the pride of the West. The pride of the, Sacramento. The pride of Sacramento. The Golden One Center is my place of worship. <laughs> we are the sixth man of the league. The best sixth man of the league. Um, yes. Yesterday, they played the Houston Rockets. Uh, beat them by 20. It wasn't a very pretty game up until the second half. Um, we put up 140 on them boys. Yeah, on them they Houston put up boys. The the, yeah. the Rockets should not put up 120 on us, um, but Keegan, great game. He had a 30 point game. He was hitting everywhere. Um, three eight of 12 from right. three, eight of 12 from three. Uh, he had a 30 point game. He was looking great. Uh, and with he's Fox leading all rookies and three pointers made, and he's on track to break the Sacramento Kings franchise record for most threes by a rookie. Yeah, he's and I great even season. think. I even think he's about to break Donovan Mitchell's record for most threes as a rookie. Maybe. He's on um, pace. He is. Um, but let's talk about how the Kings, they won 30 games last year. They went 30 and 52. But now they're 30 and 23. Yes, sir. <laughs> 30 <laughs> like, and 23 sitting at the third of the West. Man, as a Kings fan, man. We're both Kings fans. If you didn't know, me and Angus, we always talk about the Kings. If anything, that is our inspiration for this podcast. We talk about the Kings all the freaking time. And there are um, there are big parts of our mood. My mood changes depending on how the Kings play a lot. 100%. 100%. Um, we get, you could say, um, unusually mad or happy yeah. 
depending on whether or not the Kings win or lose. We've um, gone with fights with each other because this, the Kings have, lose. <laughs> we have. This this season has been a lot easier on us for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but the losses still but hurt. The losses definitely hurt. The losses, every loss, and I know if you're a Kings fan, you feel this. Every loss, you're like, oh, is this it? We're, we're back is, to being the Kings. Is this the is this the beginning of the end again? Uh, but from 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 what the Kings have done over previous years, the Kings usually have a stronger second half than they do the first half. So I'm pretty confident that we will finish uh, with home court advantage. And yeah, uh, I'll stick with that. But Malik had 20 in the win. Trey had 14. Davion had five. I do want to mention that when the Kings role players are hitting threes, we look unstoppable. Yes. It, we look unstoppable. It's like, unstoppable. oh my God, this team has the most depth in the league. You take away one player and in De'Aaron Fox, and that team looks completely different. All of a sudden, people have to create for themselves. We're not getting wide open threes. We're not getting wide open corner threes. We don't have anyone that can do what Fox does. So when he no one misses... That's able to draw a help defender like De'Aaron Fox. No one can because he's... he. One on one, he doesn't have to beat you to score on you, you know. So it's it's hard to double team a guy like that when it's like, oh, he got him, you know. Oh, that guy, oh, my guy got him. He doesn't need help, and he doesn't look like his, he needs help. Change of pace, his change of pace has been deadly this season. Like yeah, we, we've always time, talked about if if Fox can learn how to control his speed, he will be deadly. And he, when when a player can go slow to fast, and you're the fastest player in the league, that's that's scary. And he has talked about pace. Um he's talked about going coming into the league. He didn't he didn't really know he didn't really have great pace. It was just kind of he was a fast player in the league. Fast. He was on goal. He was just playing time. fast. Yep. Yeah. Um honestly, I've been a De'Aaron Fox fan since he was in Houston in high school. Um and when he was in Kentucky as well. Um when he came to the Kings, I was ecstatic. Uh, the year before, we missed Jamal Murray by one pick. Um, and we finally got a guy that kind of reminded me of of a Jamal Murray. Um, but I never thought he would be this good. <laughs> I really yeah, he, didn't. He's exceeding my expectations. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, real quick, Davion Mitchell and his struggles. I do have some stats for us real quick. His last five games, um, five points, ten points. Three points, zero points, two points, and four points. Um, I do want to say he's averaging six points a game on the season, 5.8 to be exact, uh, a little bit under 20 minutes on 18.4 minutes a game, uh, two assists, 1.4 rebounds, uh, a little less than a three a game. Um, he's gonna, He's going to give you that defense, though. He's going to bring give defense. And you keep seeing these stats of his defensive yeah, his defensive stats and it's like he's in the top of the league in a lot of advanced categories. Um but when you watch the game, man, um yeah, he brings that ten- ten- uh, ten- tenacity, tenacity on the defensive end, but he's literally an offensive liability. It's really hard to watch. Uh his five games he started this season. Um uh, and 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 like I said, he his he's averaging 5.8 points on the season. So so you give him 12 more minutes uh to start five games. He's averaged 7.4 points, three assists and two boards. So so in in 12 more minutes of play, he's going to give you one more point. Yeah, that's um, that's disappointing. Especially when we see we saw how you played when De'Aaron Fox was first out against Charlotte. He scored 21 points in that game. And I really thought that that's what's going to happen. That was going to be the catalyst to him having a good season, but it just hasn't turned out that way. And you see flashes of him. Um when he's making shots, it looks good, you know? But when he's not, it looks bad. And it's not even when he's missing shots. Sometimes it's just like, man, you're not doing anything. You dribble the yeah. ball up, you'll pass one pass, and you'll be out of the entire play, you know? At and that point the Pacers, it's 4 and we 5. You have to run Malik Monk at point guard. Yeah, and I'm not opposed to that idea. I mean, you you kind of you kind of you get hurt on the defensive side just a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not team give up on Davion yet. 
but yeah. if it if it's if it if it stay if it continues like this because Fox will miss games sometimes you know and if yes, we have nobody yeah and he's he's our best player we need him ready for playoffs we need him to be healthy along with Sabonis uh but we know Sabonis is an ox that man can take hits that man can playing with with a broken thumb for the last 3 weeks yeah, the guy he's... is the guy is a man of I love him uh sometimes you wish you can get a little bit more offense out of Sabonis just like you wish with Davion like that Pelican game the other day uh uh Sabonis had 10 points something like that you're like man Fox is out you're an all-star we need Take a little control. bit more I from like you the all-star we need a little bit more from like, him. I get he's you know? a pass first center, but at some point you have to realize that like, he's the biggest player on the team and the strong strongest. He's he's the most skilled. Just get to the rim. He has so much touch around the rim. There's no reason for him to score under under 15 points when Fox is out. Most definitely, you you gotta get the attention of the defense before your passes become much more efficient and much more like it just opens everything up when you're scoring. You know, especially a guy that size. Uh, real quick yeah. though. We're going to conclude with this. I want to uh, know, um, before Thursday, is there any guy yeah. that you, if we got, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, that's that's good. I like that. Yeah. I have two names, but I only have time for one. And I'm just going to say Matisse Thibault. Oh, I was going to say that too. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just say the other name. So uh, let's say I say Matisse. Yeah, what All was right. the other name? I say uh, Josh Richardson. I think Josh Richardson could be had at a pretty good price because we have a lot of second round picks, and the Spurs are seemingly only want two second round picks for Josh Richardson. I that would, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, he's not a bad defender. He's not a bad shooter. He, and coming off the bench, uh, he can he can run some point. Yeah, I I think it's kind of it kind of like Delon Wright ish esque. Um, very very much so. Yeah, and the Matisse, I really like that. I think, um, I think Doc Rivers has given up on him a little too soon. Uh, I understand that he can be an offensive liability, um, but if we can replace KZ's minutes with Matisse, uh, I think that only does good things for our team. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's gonna do it for us today. I appreciate all of you guys uh, tuning in to our very first episode of the Full Court. Uh, we will be back here next Monday. Uh, we're dropping our first episode a little late. We tried to do Monday. Um, didn't really work out. Uh, we, we got lives. But uh, uh, technical yeah, difficulties. next Monday. Technical difficulties. But next Monday, uh, we will be back. We will be here. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys. If you guys made it to the end of the podcast, uh, we seriously, seriously thankful, man. Um, yeah, hopefully we're back next week. Hopefully you're back next week. We will be here next week. But hopefully you're back next week. Appreciate you guys. And uh, see ya. Have a good one.